0: Welcome back. This is another episode of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, and I'm lucky enough to have with me today Emily Frizella. Emily, welcome to the
1: show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have another female founder, another incredible online entrepreneur that is doing amazing things in the world. And I know that you have been an entrepreneur since 20 years old. Yeah. Um, and what number company is the the paper and planner company that you just that you just
1: launched? Um, that I've actually personally like, the founded and a part of, or launched, or um, I think it's probably eight. Wow! Eight. Yeah, that I'm a part of or founded. Yeah, between yeah. Everything that's going on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it's crazy, and it's it's fun and it's addicting and it's a little chaotic, right? Little chaotic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As
1: we were talking before. Yeah, it's just it's it's like a chaos that you love though. Yeah,
0: absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and I would love for you to share just, you know, for new people that are getting to know you for yeah. the first time. Just tell a little bit about yourself, you know, and, and you know, a little bit about your journey and why you decided to launch this newest venture that you're doing.
1: Sure. So Cliff Notes version is I grew up in an entrepreneurship family. My dad owned trucking firms and brokerage companies my entire life. Grew up on a farm. So with farm life, you eat a lot of um indulgent foods you know there's a lot of butter a lot of gravy all this kind of stuff yeah. so that's that's part of the story so I had to make sure I interject that yeah. so um, I always saw the entrepreneurship lifestyle that's all I know you know people always ask my husband and I because he's an entrepreneur of like how do you guys do this? It's like, that's really all we knew. He came from an entrepreneurship family. I did as well. We never knew like what a nine to five family was. And um, so I just saw that throughout my life. And, you know, my mom would stay home and my dad would go to work and it was was great. So I always knew that's what I wanted to do. So at 14, I started working two jobs so I could save money to, I knew I wanted to buy a house and have a business. So I saved up um, for about five years until I was 19. And then I bought my first house. And then at 20, I bought my first building and land, to open my brick and mortar business. Um, I opened a luxury uh, boutique, flower shop, tuxedo rentals, wedding planning, the whole shebang. So I had that for several years, decided to sell it um, kind of on a whim. I was in a relationship at the time and they just weren't really supportive of the work ethic that it took to run a business like that and have employees and everything. And so finally I said, fine, I'll just sell it then. Kind of just like that. And the next day I put it for sale and in three hours, the business, the building, the land, everything sold. And I was just left there like, what just happened? You know, I didn't even really process the thought and then here my business is sold. So um, I transitioned out of that. I moved and I uh, met my husband. And um, then I just started, you know, create all these recipes because on the farm, I told you it's like butter, gravy, all that kind of stuff. And I was an athlete all through college. You stop doing that and you start to gain weight. So I put on probably 15 to 20 pounds and I started cooking healthy meals and stuff. My husband's like, these are so good. Like, why don't you, you know, put these in a cookbook? And I was like, oh, I'll just do like a free Facebook page, you know, so i my family and friends—they joined my little Facebook page of recipes, and then finally it evolved. And I've written two best-selling cookbooks so far. With um, they're all healthy, really good, budget-friendly recipes. And along that, though, I've always been an organizing junkie, though too. With like, like my day planned. I'm very. Um, like OCD. I like routines. So, um, it just kind of evolved naturally with the cookbooks. I started creating planners because I I always did like webinars on how to stay organized. And it just kind of naturally became part of my brand. And, um, so I did a little test run with the planners um, through my cookbook company that I have a cookbooks through and they went over really well. And I was like, you know what, this is something. So let's make this yeah. its own independent company that I can have a whole line of office resources for people. And in October, um, I launched the paper and plan company and here we are.
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it. Great, great. I- I'm so happy to hear just um, the working at 14. Yeah, I have a very similar story. And it's so crazy how much that informs the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I say it. I mean, I my daughter's about to turn seven tomorrow and I say to my husband every day, I said the day that that girl's old enough to work, <laughs> it's it informs the rest of your life. That work ethic, I feel like it just empowers you to be able to do anything.
1: Yeah. Right? And because, you know, you think about it, some people may not get their first like real job until they're in college to help pay for college or, you know, what are just spending money but you think about that. So let's say, you know, let's use this 20 for even numbers. If I start, if you start at 14 and you really, some people don't start till 20, I have six years of life experience in that, in whatever field it is, or just working with people on top of them. So you're setting yourself up for a better place in life because you've already, like, I always say, you know, I'm 38, but I feel like I've lived a lot more life than a 38 year old, you know what I mean? Just like through trials and tribulations and things like that. For sure. For sure.
0: I always like to ask people, I'm always intrigued and, you know, I would love to hear from you on this. You know, what do you feel are the threads that you've pulled through all of your entrepreneurial experiences that are kind of they're unique to you? It's like what you bring from every experience to the next one that you feel has really helped you to be a successful entrepreneur in a lot of different capacities with different projects that you've done.
1: Honestly, it's just building relationships. You know, that's that would be my one end all be all. It's about the relationship building. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, we all see it on social now. Everybody's wanting that quick dollar and that quick this. And, you know, I work with one on one clients coaching them. And I hear a lot of how do I grow fast? It's not that this is a chess play. You know, it's not checkers. It's taking one step at a time, building those relationships, responding to your DMs, being active in the comment section of your social and, you know, I had my flower shop was long before social media even existed, but it was sending random thank you cards to customers for their continued support and making sure that I knew their, you know, I knew their names and I would go help them at the counter, you know. And it's just all about relationships because I, you know, I always tell people like entrepreneurship is actually just relationship building. That's what it is. Oh, so, yeah. so- I had to have one thread and it's going to be relationships.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and we got really confused. Everybody's gotten really confused about what this really is. I love to hear you say that and it's so true and I feel like the further that things go with technology and with social media, the more it stands out a thousand times more when you do focus on relationships. So I remember like back in the day when I was doing sales, when I just graduated college, like I would write handwritten notes every single week and I would send mailers and I would do all these things. And back then it was recognized and it was appreciated. And I feel like it made a difference, but you do that today yeah. And it's like people like be
1: like, what? No, that's yeah. when I literally just made a story on Instagram late last night talking about this because I was using that as a term of like you know in the the era that we're in of technology and everybody wanting convenience and everything is dehumanized because it's it's all about like what can get done faster if you humanize your interactions, you're going to stand out automatically because so many people want this expedited version instead of putting that little extra effort because, you know, the value is in the inefficiencies. It's taking, it's writing, you know, I write handwritten notes, me and my team, handwritten notes to every single order that goes out the door. You know, it's just, it's still something that I've always done and I still do it to this day. And it's something that when people get that nowadays, they're like, whoa, like they did this, you know, like they sent me this. It's even just like in a thank you card from a friend that's written instead of a text or an yes. email because it's putting their time on paper and that's a value to people. So you yes. stand out. So when people start to dehumanize themselves and add that human touch and experience, you're automatically going to be one step above the rest yes. for your journey to success because you're going to stand out because of that.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And, you know, I feel like, especially as you get into the higher levels of entrepreneurship, relationships become like, unbelievably important. Like you get to a point, there is a ceiling where Mm -hmm. unless you are building collaborative and strategic partnerships and relationships with others, it's like there's a cap on how far you can go alone. And do you really want to anyway? Right. 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 Um, But I would love to dig into this more because I talk about the idea of like scalable intimacy and human Mm -hmm. connection and a lot of what we teach is around this. So I would love to like go even deeper with you on this because that's your thread. You yeah. said, oh, yes, I, want, I want to go deeper. So when you think about like starting a new venture, like let's talk about the business that you just started, like your, your new company. What are some of the ways that you're thinking about really pursuing important relationships, not just the ones from the past, but like the ones that you want to build in the future? Like, you know, that that has been like your number one asset in building your company is, how, are, how do you think about that? Like, I want people to, like, kind of get a little bit of your thought process. Yeah.
1: So the best relationships are built on fairness. And here's what I mean by that. You'll see a lot of people that will reach out to you for because they want something from you, but yet they don't have anything to give back. Okay. So you have to think this is, you know, relationships are, you know, exchanging value to one another. Yes. And that's not seen enough. It's more of how can this person help me? How yeah. What can I get from them? So you have to be able to put yourself in the position of, you know what? I really want to build a relationship with XYZ of this company. What can I do to provide value with them that they can see me as like, okay, this is not just someone else wanting something from us. This is somebody that's bringing ideas to us or bringing help. So that is really the stronghold of that. Like if I want to build a relationship with someone I try to offer them resources that I have that can help them in their business. I offer them ideas that I see like, you know, and it's not constructive criticism. It's like criticism. It's like this will help your revenue stream if maybe you change this copy or maybe you created this product to add into that, you know, and that's created some of the most the strongest best relationships that I've met with people of like, hey, remember when you told me this and I'm started making money and blah, blah, like I owe it to you now to or whatever it is. So it's all about that exchange of value.
0: Yeah, it really is. I love that. And also patience. Because oh, yeah. the lack of patience is why people approach relationships from a transactional, what can you do for me right now? Versus, right. hey, let me find some ways to add value for you and really see how I can make an impression on you in your life and, and make a difference for you. And then, you know, we'll see how that plays out into the future. Yeah. So,
1: And people need to think about it as a relationship in the context of, dating and marriage whether you know in a business thing because you don't just like meet somebody at a bar or whatever and say like okay let's go get married now if that you know and that's what people want in the business world like they just meet somebody they want something they want it closed and over and they want to make money you have to like nurture that relationship get to know each other what you know what's the give and take there and your relationship progresses just like it would if you were meeting someone dating getting engaged and getting married same thing um pillars stand in a business relationship yeah
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I would love to talk a little bit about your relationship with Andy and the fact that you guys are both power players um, as business owners, as leaders, as entrepreneurs. And we have a lot of actually husband and wife teams in our community and our clients. And they're always like, you know, asking questions. I don't my husband doesn't work in the business, so I don't have as much, you know, to to share from that perspective. But what are some of your what are some of your top things, you know, between the way you and Andy work together that you think has helped you to grow together?
1: You know, it's working together for like we are such a good team working together because we set these boundaries within um, our company. You know, I work for our media company. I manage a couple of his things that he has. Yeah. And um, it's something where we don't talk about it in the morning. We don't talk about it in our bedroom and we don't talk about it at night. We have a meeting on Monday so so, no, again on Thursday because that way, you know, I feel like a lot of what happens in relationships is. Work becomes like the easy conversations to have, and it's all, and then work starts to dominate your actual sure. conversations and relationships. For so, sure. and it's funny because he and I never really had that specific. Um, conversation of like, here's the outlines, we just laid it that way where we both like didn't want it to interfere and right. I feel like that's what's been successful um, I've been the CEO of his brands and companies for four years I guess now, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's been a great working relationship because we know when it's work time and when it's not work time, okay. if there's work questions, it's a text or a phone call or I see him at the office should I go to our office every day yes. we don't wait till we're at home and then say hey, what about this, 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 you know, home is where it's okay. right. You know, so that's that's like really there's no secret, but that's kind of like what has worked for us.
0: That's so good. And and honestly, I, I get questions from people about just boundaries and like shutdown routines all the time. And those are good uh things to think about for yourself
1: as right. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And the thing is that you know, we do with the Monday media, it's our whole team, but Thursdays right. would be a 20 minute, you know, almost like a Q&A, like a rapid fire, like hey, here's what we're going to do. Do you like this? Yes. Here, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's very quick yep. to get things done. And then I can wait until the next Monday. I mean, if anything's urgent, obviously I, you know, handle yep. it then, but it's, you, you don't have to, it's, this sounds so bad. There's, doesn't have to be this constant communication with things, yeah. it's everybody handling their own stuff, coming together on what needs both of you. And then everybody go back and handle their own stuff.
0: So good. I, I, I love that. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, what are you most excited about with with the brand that you just launched? The project oh that you are working on? Like, what is just like firing you up right now? You
1: no. Know, I feel like i always say i'm like a multi-passion entrepreneur because i think there's so many things that fire me up with it so it's kind of but right now with the paper and plan company it's growing the team building the team we've got a lot of stuff coming out this summer um some big announcements and things and it's just it's really taking off really well it's been very well received um so it's it's really just that and it's the creating you know because we have constant we have you know three to six new products every month. So it's getting to create those and design those and work with manufacturers on those. So it's kind of, it's fun because it's a constant. It's like, I, I've always loved office supplies. Back to school shopping was always like my favorite. Thing. I could <laughs> I now you get to be the one to like make everything. Yes, I could care less about clothes still to this day, but give me all the paper. <laughs> That's,
0: awesome. That's awesome. We'll make sure that we link all of your information, the new products oh, you I just released, everything in the show notes down below. Where can people go to check it all out?
1: Sure. The the easiest place is just at Emily for sell on Instagram. I just have like a Link in my bio there with everything this list. Okay.
0: all right, good. So we'll make sure you guys go check that out. I'm sure that we can all do a little shopping for our offices, <laughs> backed up on some fun things. It is a little more inspiring to go to work when you feel good about your space and the things that you surround yourself with. It's and all of
1: that. Whether it be my props or anybody's stuff, it's just having a clean and tidy space. I always tell people like reset, refresh, and you know prepare for the next day. Take five minutes before you walk out of your office at home or at work. Tidy up your space. Get rid of the stuff you don't need. Put the stuff for the next day because when you go in, you feel inspired. Because like you're not walking into this like cluttered room with papers everywhere and stuff. It, it makes I, a huge difference.
0: It's so true. I when I walk out of my office at night, nothing on the desk. Yes. Everything is clean. It's because otherwise, you come in in the morning and you're already. Can you anxiety?
1: Yeah, it stresses you out. Like, okay, then you got to take the time to like get organized and get set to even start. Where if you can just walk in and it's like on autopilot, you just start, it's just refreshing. It feels good. It feels inspiring. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I would love to talk a little bit just uh, about your perspectives on leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're running your own companies and you're also running Andy's company and and then you guys are running things together, obviously. You know, talk to me a little bit about some of like your tenets of leadership, the things that you really think about in terms of the way that you're moving your companies forward, how you're leading your people and the culture that you're creating.
1: So a few things, I guess, like maybe bullet point wise is um, I never ask them to do anything that I would not do. I will always do it first to set the example and then they can follow. Mm -hmm. I always do one on one meetings with my team. Um, We have a team for our media company of about 15 people for the media company. Mm -hmm. And I go around every single week. I go to every single person's desk and I'm like, the first thing I say is, how are you? What can I do to make your job easier for you? Mm. You know, that because then they feel heard. They feel like that's the opportunity for them to say, well, you know, actually, like I need a new this, or, you know, or, oh, nothing, or, you know, I need, you know, maybe whatever it is, they'll tell me then. And I say, okay, and I run down what's going on for them that week and what, you know, what's expected, what we've got upcoming. And, you know, that seems to be so well received because they they feel like it's that one-on-one of Mm -hmm. like, heard, you know, and they, uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I beat up around and I, you know, tease them. And you know, our team is very big. I like, we we're so sarcastic to each other. It's kind of like, you have to have thick skin to work there. Cause it's like a big family. So like we're always making fun of each other and, you know, razzing each other. So I do that. That's always very important to me. I make sure that I over communicate with them because I don't, I want them to know that they could over communicate with me. If there's a question, you know, I don't want it to be where they're fearful where they feel paralyzed to make a decision because they don't feel like they can reach out and communicate. So I always make sure that, you know, my line is open for them at any time if they want to text me or call me to ensure that like, hey, let's try to get it right the first time instead of you just taking a guess. It'd be wrong. You're wasting time. You're wasting company time. So it's, you know, the relationship building, the communication aspect of it and just leading by example, you know, and just and just really having disrespect for them. You know, I never reprimand in front of anyone else. It's always privately. I don't want to embarrass anyone. I want them to feel confident in their positions. Okay. And I feel like that's been, that's pretty much like my style that I would say that I have on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are so, so, so good. I, I love discussing that. I think, you know, on our leadership journey, I love leading, like I, I love always, people, everyone that you talk to has a different perspective on, you know, people. Some people love leading teams. Some people hate leading teams. I love, love, love leading teams. I, I feel like my team members are my family. I enjoy all the time that we get to spend together, but I really like to explore on the show different people's like practices that they live by. Yeah. I think you, no matter how long you've been leading for, you get comfortable in your routines. And if mm-hmm. you hear from other great leaders that invest in people and care about people and are striving right. to better leaders, you get to always pick something up. There's always yeah. a place where it's like, let me replace that with this. There's an opportunity to grow. You know, and I
1: feel like you can never read enough, even though you are a leader, you may think, you know, you know it all. That's your ego saying that. So like, it's, it's very important to continue to read leadership books by a variety of authors, just yeah. because if you read a whole book and you get one little bitty yeah. piece of advice, that's going to change the trajectory of your business. That's a thousand percent worth it. So I think it's, it's continuing to learn to be better.
0: Yeah. I, I love that you said that because I, I try to read a book a week and sometimes I get through the whole book and sometimes I don't, but sometimes I'm, I'm reading it and I'm literally like, I got exactly why I read right. Yeah. Why I read this book? Like I get it. I'm like, that was it. it feels just yeah. exactly. I know that feeling. You know what I'm saying, where you yeah. can literally pinpoint, like the whole reason why I picked up this book was to get that one thing. Yeah. And it's it's so so powerful. And I know everybody listens to podcasts, and I love podcasts. I love producing the show. I love going on podcasts. But there's something about holding a book in your hand that it, it's not the same. There's something about your focus of actually being present with this thing in yes. your hand that it's yeah. not the same as like watching a video or listening to a podcast. So I'm, I'm old school. I still sick. No,
1: I'm the same way because I feel like also, cause you know, I have a podcast, we do podcasts all the like, I'm exactly the same as you in that regard, but it's, it ends up being almost, it can be passive listening by accident yeah. because yeah. you'll be listening in your car and then all of a sudden you're like thinking about where you got to turn next yeah. or what you're going to do when you get to the place That's you're exactly going and to actually make that like investment of sitting down, reading a book, I always like to have a notebook by me or your phone, use your notepad. And then you write down these little tidbits because... They're really helpful for leaders, though, anyway, because that one little idea can trigger another idea for your business. So in the front of my notebook, I keep the the, the things that I read, the tidbits I like. And in the back of the notebook, the pages I write ideas, what kind of like inspire that so that way I can kind of keep it separate. But I know where I referenced it from. And it's just you get so much great ideas. And I mean, it's great ideas for content and for just, you know, everything. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. And I mean, just another plug for everyone listening, because I know not everyone is a is a big reader, but sometimes I can get a page into a book. And I always say, I feel that books connect, you know, things in your brain that there's no other way you could access because I'll be reading a page of a book and I come up with an idea mm-hmm. that is so powerful. And it's so clearly like, oh my gosh, this is, it has nothing to do with the book I was reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you guys that are like, you know, I can't sit down and read a book or the kids are driving me crazy and there's no way I can sit down for an hour and a half. Even if you sit down and read three to five pages, it will trigger something in you. And yeah. I love how you keep your notes separate like that. I think that's yeah. super Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but you're right. though. It'll be the most... It could say, like, the grass is green. I was like, wait, what if we do, like... And you just, like the way your mind just working, and your product comes out of it yeah. wanders off yeah so it's, it's exactly. always to have something to like write these ideas down and otherwise you know how it is you're like oh, I can't forget that I can't forget that and then you like 10 minutes later you're like what was that again
0: <laughs> no for sure for sure I love the lessons and leadership that you shared I love your story you. I love just the thread of of you know relationships it's so important I feel like people can't hear that enough times you know yeah. thoughts on reading thoughts on on your team even just that that little stop that you make at each person's desk throughout the course of the week, like yeah. These are just things they are they are simple things that are so powerful that will change your life and someone else's. So I really appreciate you carving out the time to be on the show. I know how busy Thanks. you <laughs> are. So happy to have you here. And congrats on the new company. So happy you. for you. And guys, make sure you check it out. There's probably some fun stuff that can help you
1: upload. Yes. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. I had a blast. For
0: sure. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. This is another episode of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, and we'll see you back here in the next few days. Thanks, everybody. If you're loving the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things for me? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their business online. And I would so appreciate and have so much gratitude to you if you could take that action for me. And subscribing is what gets you notified each time a new show gets released so you never miss a thing. Our listener reviews have helped us to climb into the top 15 of all marketing podcasts and we'd love your help to keep on climbing here's to our next 600 episodes together we so appreciate you and look forward to thousands more